VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Maybe Jay Norvell should try wearing a hat and sunglasses when he talks to grown-ups. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the promoter of the Florida versus Tennessee boxing match that's bound to happen. Jake Paul will be involved somehow. And with me, as always, is AJ. When college football looks like it's going to be bad, it always ends up good. Marchese. It was okay. Well, if Boston College had won, it would have been the greatest it, week of your life. Yeah, I mean, look, we're so close to a BC and a South Carolina upset, I think. That would have been the greatest week. Uh, covering is better than winning. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who loaded, exploded, and eroded during week three of college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out. To Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna, gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And, and that's, that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Prime 21. Do you need sunglasses? Do you like college football? Deion Sanders has you covered. Oh, maybe that's not the actual brand's name. The brand is Blender's Eyewear. So sorry. Prime 21's a a type of the glasses. Anyway, we're brought to you by all of it. Um, I personally, I like the Red Explosion. Because when I go outside, all I want to do is see red. AJ here, though, a Dakota Mist fan. Mm-hmm. That 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 misty Dakota color. It appears to be pink and and yellowy. Red explosion Dakota. That sounds more like prime energy drink flavors than sunglasses. These, these sunglasses, black forest, and they're not mm-hmm. black at all. They look like the like the Miami Heat uh, city jerseys. No. Um, prime, okay, prime. Should, these are only a hundred bucks American. Okay, well, we we're gonna order them there. Yeah, those okay, ones sound anyway. cool. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, we have a fired coach alert. Um, who would have seen this coming? Mel Tucker getting what he deserves Out at Michigan State. There's a couple names that have been floated by Bruce Feldman, but it feels like every year the names floated don't really come to fruition. <laughs> That's okay. Um, off the top of your noggin, who would be your number one candidate at Michigan State? And out of out of Seven and a half, where does Michigan State rank in terms of quality jobs, seven and a half being the best? Wait, why, why seven and a half? I'm not telling. Okay. Um, I think the most fun name is, after a great uh, three-game stretch, uh, you know, being OC for Colorado, Sean Lewis. I think that would be the most fun. Uh, I thought Bruce Feldman's list was kind of funky. Kind of funky? I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think Lewis would be the most fun for them. Tucker was a bad hire. Just hire from Colorado again. What can go wrong, right? Uh, and sorry. Go, go ahead, please. I was going to I was going to give you your seven and a half rating. Oh, please do that first. Um, well, it's little brother. 
I don't know. I don't know. What are they like? A four and a half, five? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did make the college football playoff once. They did. Uh, some of the names Feldman floated: Mike Elko at Duke, Lance Leipold at Kansas, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, PJ Fleck at Minnesota, Charles Huff at Marshall, Jason Candle at Toledo. I think Leipold would be the best hire. Uh, yes, I agree. But Lance Leipold should be at a weird school. That and Michigan yeah. State's too brand name. Yeah, I actually think Chris Kleiman would be like slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it seems like a weird Michigan State has to has to nail this hire big time. Yeah, uh, bring back D'Antonio. Um, <laughs> Wait, don't oh, they? No, the back, he, the, he is back, isn't he? He's been like a, yeah, he's yeah. helping Harlan Bennett. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best uh, name Feldman had in his thing was Pat Narduzzi, who like Pitt fans want fired, but because he was the defensive coordinator and like in the write up, it's like. Oh, beloved deep, former defensive coordinator, like he's he's got it made at Pitt, and I'm just like, man, Pitt's like not things are not going well in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pitt is eating the, shit. <laughs> the pro and collegiate team can't score points yeah. on offense. Well, Matt yeah, Canada should good. should should helm both. By the way, I'm gonna throw that out there. Uh, Narduzzi would you know, kill Matt Canada. <laughs> Tries it on another fucking jet sweep. Uh, college football week three superlative. Starting with the best freshman. I was very short on freshmen. Oh, me too. Won. Me too. Okay, yeah. I, I loaded up on sophomores. I put one freshman down just because I felt like I had to. Me too. Um, my one freshman is uh, Minnesota running back Darius Taylor, who I thought looked pretty springy against the heels of the tar of North Carolina. Uh, almost 140 yards on the ground, a touchdown, had a nice grab, and a good gain on 25 yards there too. Uh, didn't didn't see much of him in the opening week, but had over 100 yards last week against uh, Eastern Michigan. Uh, look, you know you know the hole that Mo Ibrahim left in my heart and in Minneapolis. Uh, Darius Taylor, maybe he's got a chance to fill that. Looking good um, last two games, and that's against a, a pretty solid uh, Tar Heel defense. Uh, yeah, things not not going great for uh, Sean Tyler. No. As Minnesota's at the end. Um, I went with Colorado State quarterback Braden Fowler's <laughs> Nick Lossie. Yes. 34-47, three TDs, three picks. The perfect air raid quarterback. Uh, he kept Colorado State in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows how to feed his playmakers. Tori Horton had 16 catches. <laughs> uh, I just felt like he was, like, very overlooked. It felt like throughout the broadcast, even though, like, yeah, pretty good numbers. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't. The Colorado stuff is getting a little, little too much. I'm gonna say it. Still extremely lovable. Like I still, I love, I love, I love Dion, but the hype around the whole program is getting a little annoying already, which is shitty. Yeah, because Colorado State came out and balled, and and so did uh, I can't say his name, <laughs> but the quarterback was pretty good, and yeah, it felt like no credit to DFN. him. Yeah, there you go. No credit to him, but I'm glad you gave him some credit. So, yeah, if if. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the Colorado stuff's interesting. Um, Ooh, inter- that means you got to take. Interesting. I like it. Okay. I don't know. I feel like the the Henry Blackburn stuff was a little Yeah. Oh. And, like, I'm glad Dion came out and said that stuff. And, like, clearly <laughs> Travis Hunter's like, oh, like. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Best sophomores. There's lots this week, as I mentioned. I'm going to start with Luther Burden, the Missouri Mm -hmm. receiver who, former five-star 
Um, save Eli Drinkwitz's job every week type <laughs> type talent. Seven catches, a buck 14, two TDs in the upset of Kansas State. They could the the Wildcats could not slow him down. It's just like explosive play after explosive play. He's so good with the ball in his hands, but has a second gear when the ball's in the yeah. air. Was burning like he should have had another touchdown. Uh, Brady Cook missed him on. Um, he looks like the type of guy who, once we're done with this class, people will start watching him next summer and be like, "Oh man, this is the next like top fifteen receiver." Yeah, and and not it, it's not that Burden has been like not good at all, but that that feels like the first like big well, time. Like, here he is, you know, everyone's got to know his name. Game they sucked so bad they did suck at so getting bad. him the ball last year. <laughs> And but the couple times like, you watch Mizzou, he kept he kept popping last year. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you look, he has almost through three games, he has, and again, he's true freshman last year. Yeah. But through three games, he has almost as many yards this year as he did last year. He didn't. He, he averaged just eight point three catch last year. It was all, a lot of like, oh, throw throw him a screen, mm-hmm. he'll pick up seven type thing. Because, but it feels like Brady Cooks leveled up. Um, things are going pretty well, in Missouri three zero, and upsetting K State, and yeah, Burden looks like a budding superstar. Speaking of budding superstars, I, I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't lead best sophomore with uh, the best player in college football, uh, Thomas Castellanos, the Boston College quarterback. Uh, electricity in in, in pads, baby. <laughs> Threw for over 300, a touchdown, had a pick. Almost 100 yards on the ground and another touchdown. Was electric in the near upset of, of the Seminoles. Uh, stupid face mask call. They would have had the ball back. Anyways, Castellanos came out and balled, baby. I, I don't, I don't think much he, uh, pe- any of us expected much out of BC, and he was great. He uh, maybe the guy saving Jeff Halfley's job, yeah. and just another U- UCF transfer quarterback who's thriving. Um, There's so the many UCF team. transfers, and like, I know. and they're all good. Yeah, and USF too, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, and tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, if the old Big East was oh, still alive yeah. would Castellanos not be like the next Pat White oh yeah oh yeah He's he's got that in him I, I just I want to see like BC West Virginia on a Thursday night oh Castellanos okay. running for 200 throwing for 400 I need it uh, I'm going to go to the SEC oh, lame. and point out two Georgia Bulldogs Malachi lame. Starks who feels yeah. like always on this and my, Michael Williams the pass rusher uh, Malachi Starks was just Breaking up every pass over yep. the middle against South Carolina, um, he looks like the the type of safety talent that goes top ten potentially, um, dominant since the day he he arrived in Athens. Yep. and Michael Williams just like just one sack, but he was just all over Spencer Rattler, and he had a big freshman year last year as well. Yeah, prototypical size, he's like six five, two fifty five, explosive, looks really good on loops and. Man. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. I'm sticking the SEC. Uh, speaking of prototypes, uh, Harold Perkins is a prototype linebacker, but they kind of let him go a little bit this week. I thought he had a good game against the, the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, had a sack, a couple TFLs, made a play on the football in the air. Um, I don't know. Maybe Kelly's learning something. I mean, the, 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 the Tigers looked phenomenal against the Bulldogs. But, yeah, I don't know. Just, just unleash Perkins, man. You have one of the best defensive players in college football. Uh, next year, you know, I think a lot of people in the summer will say he is the best defense player in college football, and I got no issue with that. Just, just let him go play. Let him rush the passer. Learn at like I don't know. Learn from the Cowboys. <laughs> like I don't know. I was looking over like you know Parsons' stats in uh in college, and I think he had like six and a half sacks or something at Penn State. Obviously, 
opted out. But it's like just learn learn from that. Go let them rush the passer. That's how you win football games. Uh, I'll go to the SEC again and stick with bloodlines. Trevor Etienne breaking yeah. game carried the Gators past the Bulls. Um, looking like his brother, just the contact balance, the the lateral uh, explosiveness, con- like he's going to be very good. He ran for 172 yards. Yeah, I, I thought he's kind of the couple, I don't know, they watched two Florida games this year, just the first one, I don't know. Off to a slow start, but I guess that whole yeah. Gators offenses, and I'm like, mm. Well, it felt like prior, prior to this game, like they weren't, they fed him in this game, yeah. right? Against Utah, he had seven carries. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe they're learning their lesson, superstar to style <laughs> running back, let's feed him. Um, but yeah, like he had 23 carries in this game. Yeah, that's that feels like it's a lot better than letting Graham Birch throw forty times. <laughs> Disagree. Uh, anybody else? Or mm, move on. We can move on. Uh, weekday warrior. I thought a s- slim list for me here. Um, okay, I, I have one. Uh, I'm going to take take lead here then. Blake Watson, the Memphis running back who we love, Old Dominion transfer, ran for a buck sixty nine on just ten carries uh, and added sixty nine receiving yards on six catches. He did have a fumble against Navy. His contact balance—he is—he's going to be such a fun player. Um, I think he'll end up at either the Shrine or the, the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. He's one of the the most talented senior running backs, uh, former receiver, and that shows yeah. up with his ability to catch the football. I just love like compact. But explosive. Yeah, Watson's a lot of fun. I, I didn't watch. I don't watch Memphis Navy, but I caught some of the Army game. <laughs> some of the truest warrior, Army baby. Throws the ball. Baby. Army throwing the ball, so I had to give it to their quarterback Bryson Daly, baby. <laughs> Never seen an Army quarterback throw for 133 yards in a touchdown. It was blowing my mind. I think they had like back-to-back big throws yeah. at one point. It was fucking me up. And uh, Munkin got an extension this week, and rightfully yeah. so, because he's the only service academy who... Well, Air Force runs like a... Uh, under Calhoun runs like a different style of triple option, but the the Army's ability to just shift what they do because the rule change about um, cup blocks and becoming like the spread option is so much more fun, and they upset UTSA at home. Yeah, yeah. Daly had 100 yards on the ground, too. Yeah, that... The, Munkin's Munkin's done the best job there. Definitely worth the extension. Uh, yeah, I thought both just, Munkins are killing it. <sighs> not surprised. Um, all right, best offensive prospect of the week. Yeah, I think, clear, I think there's a clear offense and defense, even though they weren't like super premier games this week. Oh, there are two premier games for me at least. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, maybe we're not gonna have the same players, but I think on offense it has to be Malik Neighbors. Yeah. Uh, at LSU, <laughs> I think after week one, you know, I said, "Well, it didn't look that good," and he just absolutely went off this week for what two hundred thirty nine yards, thirteen catches, two touchdowns. Uh, most of that was in the first half, and then like just just sat him, baby. Um, yeah, two touchdowns first half. The first one just like they they're both lined up out of the slot, kind of like little fade, like not little fades, deep like fades to the corner. Just both like the first one really just uh, showcasing that like ball tracking ability and body control. The second one, he got a little bit more of a step on him and had over the th- shoulder. Just like same route, and just sh- like showing that smooth acceleration he has, coming out of his brakes, putting some speed on. Looked really good. And then he also had that like just absolutely nasty stutter go, um, where he was wide open and and cu- just got underthrown and would have been a touchdown. And and then just doing the little stuff too, you know, like thirteen catches aren't just big plays, but there's a lot of big plays. Um, He's, it was fantastic. He was, I thought like. 
very like obviously at the explosive place, but he's just such a technician with yeah. the ability to to stack defenders, the the late hands, the, yeah, um, was winning contested catches and like also just like ending up wide open and having balls under thrown. Yeah, no offense, Jaden Daniels, and making great adjustments. He's um after that slow week one, man, what a way to come back. Yeah, big like, time. He, he he didn't do very much in that opener, but this is as good as it gets. And yeah. he, he's a guy who I, I think is going to be a potential top three receiver, definite top five receiver, mm-hmm. which means first round pick. It's a good class. It's a good group, and I think a lot of guys are showing it. One didn't this week, and we'll talk about him later, but a lot of these guys are showing up. Um, yeah, it feels like if if, if Miss if Mississippi Wilson catching strays. I'm sorry, Ronan. Um, he had another touchdown. Um, if Mississippi State had any offense and could stay in this game at all, neighbors would have broke all the LSU uh, receiving records this week, like easily. Yeah, um, all the LSU uh, rec- receiving records, by the way, that you mentioned that are held by guys who went top 100 single game. Yeah, it was like. Um, Anyway, defense, best prospect. Um, hopefully you agree with this one as well. Jershon Newton, Illinois. It's the correct pick. Yeah. Uh, like It wasn't like, I guess the stats weren't amazing. I mean, really solid, but he was pretty fucking amazing. I had a, I had a TFL, a couple pass, a couple, couple knockdowns at the line. Blocked a field goal, too. Um, had that, that first, I think, the Nats. Just, like, I don't know, just dominating. Had that, that awesome TFL in the red zone where he just, like, came off the ball so fucking fast. Had the other one, I, I think it was in the same possession, where he just walked the guard right back into the running back, right you know, right on the goal line. Um, caused, I think, multiple sacks. Or, like, he had that one where, like, just... Oh, you know ahead. what I couldn't believe? What? Is that I went to... I was like, oh, obviously the best defense prospect this week is Jason Newton. I was like, all right, let's, let's put the... Like, I put the stats down beside their names in, in my notes. I was like, he didn't have a sack? No, I know. I like he was involved in, like, six sacks. Was, yeah. I guess it just wasn't him finishing it. And no. Like, he was setting other people up. He was getting so many hits on Drew Aller. He, he definitely created, like, three sacks. Like, yeah. No, no, no exaggeration. And, like, he broke up two passes. Yeah. Blocked a field goal. Like, <laughs> yeah. He, um... And, and he looked good. At, we mentioned him last week, too, against Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like, he's having the type of – and it, it'll probably be undercover just because it's at Illinois and they don't look great this year. But he's having that type of season where you end up being a top 15 pick. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, he definitely is. A hell of an ideal season. Um, he's a stud. Hey, what else is there to say? Um, that the Illini aren't back. No, they're not. They're but, not. but Johnny Newton's hands and athleticism could be enough to carry them back. Uh, shooting up the board, I already mentioned a guy, and I'll, I'll start with him. Is Tory Horton? Sixteen yeah. couches, a buck thirty-three, and a score against Colorado. Um, his catch radius, his ball skills, his ability to just like kind of settle down, find holes in zones, uh, were on full display. Like, didn't even like. Anytime they needed a chain mover, him. The touchdown at the end, him. Yeah. Just his body control is awesome too. Um, it's funny. I in the summer I think I put down Josh Reynolds as my comp. I feel even better about it. After <laughs> yeah, Reynolds had a big game. That's perfect. Um, might be might be trending higher than that though. Like uh, well, Josh Reynolds 
could should have been, baby. Um, what do you if, mean? He is everything he could have been. Think about how much fab is being spent on him this week. In, in that's true. That's true. Pay for his contract. Uh, no, Horton was phenomenal. And then, like, like it's also great that he did this in, you know, like the most watched late game in the history of cultural force. Uh, sick. I just love I love him getting all those eyes on him. I'm, I was really happy the Rams showed up like they did. Big time. I knew. I knew. Like I told you. I, I knew. I knew Norvell knew the boys were going to come to play. He wasn't going to take shots if they're going to get walked. And they had a great game. Um, I'm going to stick at, at IDL and uh, go back to the to the mighty Tigers of LSU. Mikai Wingo stacking games together too. I thought he was phenomenal against uh, Mississippi State. Had a sack. Uh, lots of pressure. Uh, looked looked great. Uh, what was that first half against the Florida State game, especially? Mm-hmm. I think he's he's been a big riser through the first three weeks to college football, um, and th- this IDL group is shaping up shaping up to be pretty damn deep. Yeah, um, he he's another guy who's like he feels like was flying under the radar. Like he was started mm-hmm. his career at Missouri, but was good at LSU last year. Um, like you mentioned, really strong uh, in the opener despite uh, the loss, and then. It feels like he's gonna fly under the radar because he wasn't the five star. Yeah, and they're they're loaded all over the place. There's uh, multiple bigger names on, than him on well, defense. Yeah, and he's gonna go to the. I guess he's not even a senior. I think he's still a true junior. Um, but he's going to end up being a top 100 pick and just be a starter forever. Yeah, I think so. He's fucking good. Uh, I'm gonna stick in the SEC on defense. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kamari Laster, the Georgia corner. Who against South Carolina? Um, so South Carolina, like at the start of the game, they kind of had it going until Georgia mm-hmm. buckled up on defense, and it it seemed like uh, your boy Dal Loggins' plan was just let's get the ball out of Spencer Rattler's hands into our playmakers' hands. It was a lot of yeah, um, a lot of uh, screens, uh, like lateral plays, not laterals, but lateral. Um, and Lasser in the second half was just blowing up every screen. He had two TFLs. He had two PBUs. He was just so physical and mean. Uh, and it was like a yucky weather game. And he he's a guy who we mentioned over the summer as, as a potential riser. And in a corner class that I think is a little bit cloudy. Um, especially in that like kind of middle tier. And he's a guy who's on pace to rise high and... I mean, he's a former like big recruit at Georgia. He could be a first round pick one day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This this Georgia team feels like you gotta catch them early because once they wake up, they kind of put the brakes on you, you know. Um, but I'm gonna roll. I, I thought Xavier Leggett looked looked really solid again. The big body guy was kind of more yeah, rolling more rolling early, but 71 yards, seven catches. That had that you know really good play early in the game. Where, uh, where the Rattler just kind of threw it up to him. Um, did not look outmatched, I thought, though, against that Bulldogs defense. Um, obviously, uh, Juice Wells went down early after the touchdown. I think that kind of changed the game, too. Um, but, yeah, I, that's a hopefully, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything on, on Wells, but hopefully they can stay healthy because that passing attack is still a ton of fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Wells is up for the year based on what I... Oh, fuck. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah. That sucks so much. It's it's also tough because like I think you mentioned this last week even like the inability to actually yeah. know what a guy in college injuries are. Yeah, it's strange. Um, I'm gonna go back to the Colorado State well and bring up Mo Kamara who had two sacks mm-hmm. against the Buffs and um, finally was able to expose like this sewn together offensive line. He was just bullying dudes like yeah. pure power. Uh, a guy who we mentioned over the summer, he's one of the top G5 pass rushers, and 
he like this is the type of game that really puts you on the map definitely he was awesome um senior bowl potential yeah i, I would say so too no you you kind of i was going to mention those two guys too the the, the the Rams, baby. The Mighty Rams. I thought they were great. Um, I didn't think there was, like, that many guys that, like, really, like, other than the ones we've talked about. But um, uh, in, in in the squeeze, squeezy win, I thought, you know, I'm a fan of Johnny Wilson. I thought he was the one guy that kind of showed up for the Seminoles. Wasn't, like, a monster game, but four catches, 105 yards. Had that really just great catch on, like, the, um, the jump ball on a fourth down down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Had that big, deep post gain of 42 Felt like he was the only one that was really getting them going, except for uh, Gene uh, Bell, who, who yeah, I thought also looked good. Yeah, yeah, I, I put him down. So I'm I glad put you those Johnny. two. Yeah, yeah I put, go ahead. I was just gonna say I I, I uh, felt even more conviction about Jaheim Bell because I just watched the Titans Chargers game and it was like Chig Okonkwo yeah. and just that like that type of move tight yeah. end or or Johnny Smith in his prime and like Jaheim Bell's like this. F tight end, you move him around. He, he plays all these different positions, get the ball in his hand in space, and he's making guys miss. And yeah, uh, I mean, he's played running back even. He's uh, he yeah, he's looked pretty damn good. He has looked good. That's a great transfer. The touchdown is you know just ran through a couple dudes. It was great. Um, yeah, I, I thought in a you know soft game from the Seminoles, I thought they looked they showed up. Um, I also put down uh, unless you have anybody else. No, go ahead. Uh, just. Because he's he's a man after my own heart. Kansas State linebacker Daniel Green, yeah, who's, feels like he's in his like seventh year at this point. <laughs> um, but just a truck stick. Uh, yeah, he had nine tackles, two and a half TFLs, and a sack. He was eating up the uh, Missouri run game. That was a really fun game. Like, I've got more guys to mention um, for both sides, and uh, I just love Daniel Green. Like, because like thirty years ago, he'd be. A Hall of Famer. It was like Brandon Spikes. <laughs> that's not 30 years ago. But yeah, that's great. <clears throat> well, no, but Brandon Spikes would have been a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, 20 years. years yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sliding down the board, or we got you got more guys? No, that's it. We can move on. Okay, I think I think we got to start with Keon Coleman, right? Is that is that overreacting? I, I, don't, I don't think he played that bad or anything. Like, I thought I, they couldn't get him going. I thought he played pretty bad. Had that tough catch uh, that dropped the touchdown on the goal line fade. Um, had a really bad drop a few plays after that on the third down. Wasn't a great throw. Okay. Wasn't a great throw. At Florida State, like I said, it was kind of just Bell and Johnny that I thought looked good. Um had that like had that like really tough deep ball play where like the DB made a really good play, just like a guy that's getting, you know, top 15 talk, you expect him to make a play. They gave him that one, like, third and three end around, didn't make that play either. Um, and then the next, the very next play after that, fourth down, they go for it, they get it, and he's called for offensive pass interference. I, I thought it was a pretty bad game. And then late in the game, he nearly blew it on that punt, where he called a fair catch and let it bounce and hit his leg. That was crazy. He just felt like he was sleepwalking. I don't know. Like, for, I'm not, like, Which, gonna... Yeah, go ahead. No, you're selling me. Also, I just want to point out, like, this was days after people were like, are we sure Marvin Harrison Jr.'s wide receiver? Yeah, one? exactly. I took that personally. No, I'm not. I'm, again, realistically, is this like, oh, he's not a first-round pick? No. But for the content of the show and, and everything, he had well, a bad game. Also, I mean, I think like firmly like anyone who says, oh, oh is this guy better than Marvin Harrison Jr.? is just being, it's hyperbolic. Yeah. Um, and then annoying, frankly. Uh, like when we're going to get the... Is Quinn Ewers better than Caleb Williams? Soon. Um, 
But no, uh, Keon Coleman's like firmly in that fight for that wide receiver two, two position, and we talked about Malik, Malik Neighbors earlier, who's also yeah. in, like it's a really fun wide receiver class, but it's super unclear after Marvin Harrison Jr. and like you're, I mean, you're right, like he didn't play very well, um, and when you measure it up against what Malik Neighbors did against Mississippi State, and this is called a transition, AJ, and a future NFL corner on Mississippi State, DeKimarian Richardson, mm-hmm. uh, who was toasted by Davis yeah. throughout this game. And a, and a corner who, I don't know if you remember, I was uh, I was talking him up a little bit in this, on the SEC show in the summer mm-hmm. um, because he's such a physical. And, like, Mississippi State's been pumping out these long corners of, uh, as of late. More on Emmanuel Forbes tomorrow, uh, who didn't play very well. Um, but uh, Richardson just, like, looked – like his route recognition ability in zone was like brutal and just looked like he didn't have a gear to hang with neighbors whose neighbors not like a big time burner he's more no. of a technician and it was just a rough outing yeah he must have given up like a hundred and something yards to neighbors it wasn't it, all all on him but like, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot but yeah, yeah. i was about to say not too bad for how proud neighbors is going off no that's totally and I, hey i was just gonna roll in i thought jordan travis was pretty poor Perfect, because I got a different Florida State guy to mention. Yeah, I think I think you can talk a lot about, about the Seminoles. I mean, they survived. They survived in advance. That's all that matters. But, yeah, I don't know. Just Jordan Travis just seemed not not in it. And, like, they finally kind of woke up and he looked okay. But, oof. I mean, even, even against LSU, right? Like, he yeah. he had those, like, weird lapses of what the heck was that? Yeah. I mean, he's a, just a, very inconsistent from drive to drive sometimes, it feels like. Yeah, to, and that's what it felt like against BC. Where, like, it wasn't disastrous play and you look at the stats like okay well that's fine it just wasn't Mm -hmm. elevating it felt like he was also kind of sleepwalking at times though and i'm gonna bring up the running back trey benson yes uh, a running back i really like he just and a guy who breaks a ton of tackles yeah but in this one like he just did not look very explosive he um i'm I'm, like kind of came out of the game like concerned about that lateral agility like does he have enough juice to him um, especially when he doesn't break initial contact, like what's he really giving us? Because it takes him a while to get going. Uh, and he didn't look great against LSU either, for that matter. Um, he ended up with just 38 yards, average 3.2 against Boston College. And I know your Eagles defense is tough. Mighty funny Luke Eagles. Ke- Luke Keekley played there, you'll remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just didn't look very dynamic at all. No, I agree. I was going to mention him as well. Um, yeah, that, that, that first week game was like okay. And I thought like this week he had a couple okay runs towards the end but yeah overall very disappointing Harris-esque. <laughs> that's that's a good good comp um this one's uh this one's a big jump down from but i just wanted to keep on the running back train uh i thought kavorian barnes just just didn't he hasn't been great to start the season and obviously think i have a draftable on him i know i know but it's just he's a younger player too but just i don't know struggling i just wanted to transition because he's one of the running backs i had here yeah, but I don't know. I just I was hoping for a leap from him, and he hasn't really shown it yet. And, but UTSA has been so bad. I mean, and Frank Harris has been hurt all year. Too. Frank Harris has been hurt, and, and JT Clark, Dickorian Clark hasn't played. Yes. Um, I got uh, uh, I got uh, uh, more brand name one. I th- just the pass rushers in general haven't looked great in this mm-hmm. class. Um, this week uh, I'm honing in on Trap Robinson, who I thought I thought especially before Isaiah Adams got hurt. Um, the Illinois tackles were doing a really good job against these Penn State pass rushers, and uh, Julian Pearl really got the best of Chop Robinson. Like Rob- Chop Robinson, super explosive guy, but like the pass rush plan still just don't. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. 
and I, I, I like I, I'm not I wouldn't put him here, but like just like, stick on that. Like even Jared Verse didn't have a great yeah, game. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I thought about putting Jared Verse here because he really didn't get anything going until late in that game, and yeah, pass rush wise, not a lot going against Boston College. So no, that I was gonna talk more about that kind of the BCO line later, but yeah, like like I thought, yeah, I think Verse was kind of like manned. Yeah. Kind of like Fisk kind of looked the best, and he didn't even put up that many stats. Just I thought he looked pretty – like, just on that line in general. Um, okay, two more quarterbacks. I just got to gotta knock the guy down when I was – Wait, 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 wait. Before – Oh, please. Are you just quarterbacks the rest of the way? I got two. That's it. But yeah. Okay. Can I mention one guy, and then please. I have a couple quarterbacks. We can yeah. QB talk. Uh, I thought Cedric Van Pran looked uh, pretty iffy against yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, well, I haven't brought it up yet, but I've, I feel like – that interior Georgia def- I saw some hype for um oh I'm blanking the guard. I saw some hype for the guard today, but big white guy? Yeah. Why can't I think of his name? The big white guy. I saw PFF Tate, hype him up. something? Yeah, yeah. That's so awful. I can't pull his name. But yeah, I, I saw some hype for him, but I thought uh the interior I was gonna talk a little bit about it. I, I feel like the Georgia interior off the line has been bad, honestly, to start well, the season. Mims got hurt at that. And then Mims got hurt. Um, I think Tate Ratledge. Tate Ratledge, yeah, I can't remember that name. Um, yeah, and they they kicked um, Truss out, right? And yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like the interior doesn't look good. And yeah, I love Van Pran, and I feel like he's got to be the boss in the middle, right? Yeah, no, he was not getting very much push against that South Carolina front. And I didn't think he looked very good in space. I, I, All right, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my guy, I got to knock him down. Gigi McCarthy, those three interceptions were just brutal. Um, <laughs> just uh, after such a perfect start to the season, weeks one and two, uh, it felt like he well, took bowling, a, It's Bowling Green. Like, it, it's a mighty, it's the mighty, it's the mighty Falcons Bowling Green, yeah. But, oh, man, like like just such a step back to, you know, eight for 1,343 yards, two touchdowns, and one was on a flea flicker, and, and the three picks, which I'm not going to go in and dissect them all. It was against Bowling Green, but... Oh, they were they were so bad, and um, I feel like a major step back. And Rutgers coming today, like next week, and that's a that's a big game. I hope they just let them unleash it again, but that's that's bad. Um, and it, it wasn't just him. Like Quinn Ewers against Wyoming really struggled, and like his numbers got juiced by Xavier Worthy taking a screen like sixty yards yeah. for a touchdown, and now uh, he didn't have the turnovers. He threw a, for uh, Buck thirty-one, two scores, um, but eleven of twenty-one. But like, yeah, he just. They were leaning on the run game late against Wyoming to to finish that game off, and that was a tie game in the, in late yeah. in the second half. Yeah, um, and then also Joe Milton, who I just think yes, Joe Milton. Yeah, he's still Joe Milton. Um, I'll throw one more in, and just this is more not like oh wow, everyone loves him, but just to put a fork in him. I, I mean, I've seen some people like him, but Will Rogers, I, 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 I know he's just not. He's, he's just not it. I don't know. I never saw it. He was really bad. I just that's my fork in him, and I won't mention Will Rogers again. Yeah, no, very fair. Uh, I I thought about him. Um, out of nowhere, prospect. I'm going to that South Carolina interior defensive line. I thought their uh, their ideal man, T.J. Sanders, the retro sophomore, looked pretty damn good. Uh, right from the hop too was was looking pretty explosive. Nine tackles, a sack, a couple TFLs. I think he knocked a ball away too. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the South Carolina front hung for a lot of the game. And uh, I think Sanders was kind of was kind of shining. It's a good pick. I'm gonna stick in that same game. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a guy who we've talked about before, so not out of nowhere, but out of nowhere that I think he's back. And it's Tyke Smith, the the former West Virginia DB who transferred to Georgia. Kind of didn't do, kind of toiled, and we were like, is it he because he was hurt, and then he didn't really play last year. 
But in 2020 at West Virginia, he was a, a freaking playmaker, and it looks like he's he's going like he leads the Bulldogs in tackles. He ended up with a sick interception against uh, off Spencer Rattler, um, like just kind of that weapon at nickel. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's the guy they need. I think they need right. It's huge. Georgia's secondary is like really fun with uh, Smith, Malachi Starks, uh, Lassiter, yeah, uh, Javon Bullard, like so many yeah. guys. That what white guy is... who had an interception. What uh, else is What's his name? Dan Jackson, future future Georgia head coach Dan Jackson. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wears the same number Kirby wore when he played at Georgia. Wow, that's perfect. So. Yeah, I know. Um, prospect who made you look stupid. I have a good one. So I kind of wanted – I you mentioned matter. you mentioned a guy I just kind of wanted to talk about. Um, and I feel like this is more of like a positive stupid because I, I, I touted – you mentioned him, Adams, who got hurt. Um, he, I touted him in the summer and, like, he switching him to right tackle, I thought he looked pretty solid. Like, he had a bit of struggle but looked solid. And switching from left guard to right tackle, that's a huge ask against a top 10 team. Um, I wonder going forward if that's the – the, the the permanent position for him I don't know I feel like he's had an okay start to the season and yeah it looked, looked surprisingly good at right tackle yeah, I don't I know how I feel Julian Pearl like I said they were looking yeah. really good and then obviously Adams got hurt but so also I want to really kind of want to talk about him because I realized this he, I I didn't realize this in the summer but obviously he transferred from Garden City Community College then to Illinois do you know where his first school was like collegiately yes collegiately no Laurier Really? I had no idea. Yeah. He, our the, like what? our alma mater. Yeah. I had no idea. Oh yeah, I just found its. What the heck? And play for the Durham that's Dolphins. Weird. That's so weird. Yeah, that's like kind of just saving that to blow my mind. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Well, that's like that's like uh, when uh, Tavius Robinson went from Guelph yeah. to Old Miss. Obviously, Adams had to go to a community college in between to. Yeah. But like, still, damn. It was we're, we're producing dogs. Pretty recruited out of a uh, community college too, from what I saw. I got some pretty decent visits. Makes sense. And obviously, Lennon, Illinois. Yeah, he's awesome. Sorry, I just um, wanted to bring okay. him up. Guy who made me look stupid, not necessarily for his performance this week against ULM, but a guy who I was like, I think this guy's gonna really get it going. Like I was kind of on the SEC show, I was all in on him, and that's Moose Muhammad, the Texas A&M receiver. Who just had like very little impact through three games, just had four catches for 33 yards against Louisiana Monroe. And I know you're thinking, well, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good against Monroe. And I, I'd agree. Um, but uh, yeah, just like he is like not been a factor really at yeah. all. And like things aren't going great at Texas A&M coming into the year. And he was like kind of one of the few bright spots I thought last year, him and Evan Stewart. Uh, and Evan Stewart's having a very good year too with the program. And uh, Moose Muhammad is currently fifth in receiving yards on the team. That's, he catches 60 yeah. yards through three games. Uh, Evan Stewart's obviously great. Ania Smith, number two. And then Jade Walker and uh, some other guy, uh, Noah Thomas, both have more receiving yards than him. So, you know, it's... Like, so he's the fifth leading wide receiver, not just pass catcher. Yeah, that's 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 not good. Um, no, that's a good pick. You know what's funny too? I uh, sometimes we're overhyped. I can't think of anyone, so I go and look at some mock drafts and just whatever the first mock drafts that can pop up is what I look at. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, I know. And I, I think Jim Nagy tweets honestly. <laughs> that's also a really good way to do it. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think it was a CBS mock had uh, Moose Muhammad go like twenty fourth overall 
from this week. And like I feel like that's just you know a receiver's name and they're playing the SEC and you picked it from this week. From this week, yeah. I, I'll, rich over the summer too, but like, oh holy, yeah, you're just yeah. not paying attention at that point. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. CBS is the worldwide leader in sports now. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they own the Big Ten. So. Yep. Speaking of the Big Ten, I, me Go too. Ahead. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. I just wanted to talk Olu. I wanted to talk Olu against the Illinois defensive line. Uh, got some of Johnny Newton on him, which was a lot of fun. But I thought, like, I, I thought the rest of the Penn State offensive line was mad. But Olu was Olu. Olu Fashanu, to be clear, was a was a, was pretty fucking good. I just enjoyed watching him. And a couple of reps against Newton were, were big time football. So I just wanted to bring that one up. Yeah, no, that's a good one. He uh, he just is like you forget he's on the field because he's just so he's yeah just so good. <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing, like he's, he's nothing bad ever happens with him, so they never talk about him really. Um, I, I, for for my prospect versus prospect, I, Kansas State tight end Ben Snot against Missouri linebacker Tyron Hopper. Not that they were going like head to head every play, although there were some. Um, but like both of these dudes just look like were a notch above everybody else. It felt like at times on the field, Ben Snot was incredible. Seventy eight yards, two touchdowns. Um, Every time he caught the ball, he's breaking tackles. Like he looked like George Kittle with the yak ability. Uh, he he flashed some pretty sick catch radius on on one uh, deep crosser where he ended up breaking tackles too. But Will Howard hung it a little high and he he reeled it in. Uh, meanwhile, Tyron Hopper, who got beat by Sinat on one of the plays, um, was just a madman blitzing. He had two PBUs, one caused a pick. Like I love Tyron Hopper. I mentioned him on the SEC show over the summer. He's giving me one of my guys, I think. Yeah, I'm Ben Sinat's my guy. That's tight end two, baby. That's true. <laughs> I think I think over the summer I actually had him like right there, tight end two. So, um, <laughs> um, prospect who will play the box score. I think this is another guy I just want to talk about because we love him. I put Christian Mahogany, who I, like. I just mm. I didn't think he was like an amazing game. He had a false start. He he got beat by fist that one, but kind of Casta kind of I'm calling him Casta by the way, Castellanos, the quarterback, ran that and just opened a huge gap and kind of like it kind of worked in his favor. But yeah, I, th- I thought that first play, which hey, he liked our tweet where he came on that the, the pull. I love FYI. that's our guy. He's probably listening. So <laughs> that's why I had to get him on the show. Um, yeah, that awesome pancake on the pull and threw his body like it just just added mean. Um, a couple of plays where they had that, like that fourth, the fourth and shorts that they kept going for, and the broadcast kept criticizing for some reason. I feel like Mahogany just kept uh, dominating that that right side of the line, keep getting the big pushes, and uh, I just love to see him back healthy and playing because I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, he's fun. Um, I, I'm going with the the layup pick here, Harrison Mevis, the Missouri kicker. You look at the numbers, you go three of four. That's okay for Gilgos. He did all his PATs. Good game. He had a 61-yard game-winning kick against Kansas State in which it should have been shorter, but Eli Drinkwitz and the squad were fucking around, <laughs> and they took a delay of game as time's expiring, and then rushed Mevis out. He kicks a 61-game winner like it's nothing. Probably saved Eli Drinkwitz's job, honestly. Um, he's also a 240-pound kicker. Yeah. Who, who I, th- I believe is like more accurate from 50-plus than he is between like 30 and 40. Like, he's just, just a big leg kicker. Love it. Um, That's a top yeah, 100 pick. I, that, that was a sick game. <laughs> um, Prospect who's being overhyped, I told you. I went through and looked through the box. I didn't have anyone good, but I, I, th- I still feel like it's uh, – maybe I'm just a hater at this point. I, I think it's Jaden Daniels still. Like, he obviously had a huge game, but 
it felt like he didn't play a poor game at all. I'm not saying that. Obviously, only through four incompletions, but still felt like it wasn't like like he had that one that should have been another touchdown. I feel like there's a couple of things left. I don't know. Well, I st- I just you go ahead. Quarterbacks people know are always being overhyped, especially yeah. when they have a good Early. performance. I got a guy who didn't have a good performance and is being overhyped. So like, I'm 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 not gonna sit here and be like, oh, Jaden Daniels, because uh, AJ, guess who's being overhyped? Who? Keaton Slovis. Oh, I saw that in the Dane Brugler article. Uh, I watched the Arkansas BYU. Game. Oh, perfect! I, I missed it this week, so I, I would have loved to have seen it. Cause I'm like, Dizzy, was he actually good? So please, I, I want to hear this. Also, keep, keep in mind, Rocket Sanders didn't play. Arkansas wins if he does. Um, Slovis was just like existing for most of this game, and late, like he did put put a, a a very nice drive together late. But I didn't come away being like, oh man, we've got a quarterback, future NFL quarterback, Keaton Slovis here. Like, they're they're game plan involved this weird receiver named parker kingston who actually should have been my best freshman but i think he's like a he's probably a 30 year old freshman he's at byu so i didn't put him uh he threw a touchdown on like a double pass he was um he was like their chain mover he was sweet um but like the this was i don't like byu scoring 38 points uh is misleading because like their offense did not look very good it like arkansas just was like kind of discombobulated i thought with that mm-hmm. rocket sanders anyway long story sh- long story short like slovis went 13 of 25 for a buck 67 completed 52 percent of his passes through two touchdowns like i said really good late uh good good strong drive but then yeah dame brugler like put him as a like a pro i don't know what that article is like, he, he like, names like six players and yeah yeah whatever um, I was like, yeah, fine. Like he's a brand name, like whatever. But like Jim Nagy before before the game, tweeted, "Oh, Caden Slovis was a guarantee to be in Mobile last year had he not returned to school." Oh I was like, God. wait, what? I was he was horrible at Pitt, or not horrible, but like it's bad. Like, uh, he was like not an NFL quarterback at Pitt last year. He threw ten touchdowns, nine picks. Um, I was like, what are we talking about? Like he. He is still living off, and I didn't think he was, but he's still living off a bit of that freshman year hype, I think. And, like, again, fine college quarterback. He's been good for BYU. Yeah. yeah. But, like, man, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's a little like, funky. So, like, Jim Nagy basically said in this quarterback class, this guy is going to be at the senior bowl this year. I'm yeah, just like, there's so many quarterbacks there's, for the seat. There's way too many good seniors for that to be a thing. Yeah, um, so not, like, Jaden Daniels or Keaton Slovis, who would you rather see? Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. I apologize. Um, since I didn't see the BYU game, I, I've seen a lot of hype for this guy this week, though. But what do you think of uh, Kingsley Samatia? I can't say his name. The tackle. He, he's, like, so big and so athletic. He was yeah. getting in space, like, not necessarily connecting with blocks, but I was like, holy moly, that's a big man moving. Yeah, he's so, fine. When I did my mock uh, research, I saw him in multiple firsts. So I think he's just going to test out of this world, and he's massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it, it looks similar to what we thought over the summer, where it's like I could see a path, but he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, transfer who popped on the scene other than Caden Slovis? Uh, okay, well I gotta, you know, I gotta go back to my Fly Eagles Fly baby, Rhino Keith, my guy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I had to give my eyes a rub and my head a shake because I thought that was Zay Flowers out there <laughs> rocking the four in the red bandana game. Uh, it wasn't a huge game, 64 yards, six catches, but like it was making clutch plays, was keeping them yeah. in the game, made some awesome catches. Just, I, I'm a fan of Don't Keep. Oh, under the radar guy that I wanted to give a shout out to. What did you think of Dino Tomlin, Mike Sons? Best player I've ever seen. 
I thought there was a couple um, of eagles that I kind of looked good. Never mind. You're so slow. Are you gonna be watching the BC games every week? I weekend? told you. I can't. I can't because I fall in love with them for some reason. I don't like Jeff Halfley. It's just something. I, I think I just see the Matt Ryan. You know, be it's just it just tugs at my heart. It's good uniforms too. Like yeah, the Boston story. It's a cool color scheme. Like Chestnut that, Hill's a cool name. That's a that's a program that like would be so much fun if they ever like got good. Yeah, especially the Boston sports fans. Like the North, I feel like they wouldn't be insufferable. The Northeast, like the proper Northeast, needs. I know exactly. Like, oh, well, anyways, hey, the on. Northeast has UConn, baby, and they're zero and three. Okay, anyway, uh, speaking of BYU, uh, transfer who popped on the scene: Dalen Holker, the Colorado State tight end who transferred from BYU. Six catches, a buck ninety-five or a buck oh nine, two scores against the Buffs. Uh, man, he looks athletic for tight end. I know he's only two. I think he's like two thirty-five. Jim Nagy tweeted about him too, by the way. <laughs> Um, so you're agreeing this time with, with yeah, Nagy? Yeah, he Love just it. looked like a really fun move tight end. Like I and speaking of my small school guys were the Colorado State guys we've already talked about. I, I kind of I cheated out here. Wanted to, wanted to just put some heat on Prime. Pff, not small school. They're Colorado State baby. Um, mine's Daquan Evans, the South Florida defensive back who USF just decided to blitz him constantly against yeah. Alabama, and it worked. He finished with four TFLs, three sacks, broke up a pass. Like, Tyler Buckner and Ty Simpson just, like, had no idea what was happening. This guy's just slop corner blitzing every play. It was, like, I feel like I haven't seen something like that where it's, like, very clearly one of the top programs in the country against, like, a bottom feeder. And what said the fuck? bottom feeder. Yeah. Said bottom feeder's just, like, we're just going to pick this one player on our defense and just. <laughs> Who doesn't normally do this at all? He he'd never had a sack before this game, and blitz him on every freaking play. You know, Bam is not. And the it same. was working. You know, Bam is not the same one. USF has got the balls to do that. It was it was crazy, and like this guy, the, uh, Daquan Evans, is, he like played a pre. He had a couple TFS against Western Kentucky, but like to have three sacks. He's a fifth year senior. He's never had a sack in his collegiate career. He had three against Alabama. Like that's incredible. He's my um, favorite player in college football. Anywhere's number zero. Okay, yeah, that's sick. Um, I know we don't do picks anymore, but Ole Miss, Ole Miss beat them this week. Um, I'm wearing my Georgia State shirt right now, and I'll say this: Georgia State's taking down Coastal Carolina on Thursday night. It's even better. 